0: welcome back family it's your guys from the sideline guys i am your host 20 aka twan and before we jump into anything here or before i introduce my other host let me drop you with the email it's from the sideline guys with an s at gmail my Twitter handle and Instagram handle is Branding underscore Elite. And let me just go ahead and pass it to my host, my other host here. Go ahead and introduce yourself, bro.
1: Appreciate that, man. What's going on, everybody? Family and friends. This is your boy, Charlie, back at it. Again, on this on this podcast show, I go as Bobo as well. Like I always say on every show, you can call me Bobo, just like my other host as well, just like family and friends. My Twitter handle is Charlie8606. Series tied one to one, 20. Yes it is. Don't call don't call the upset this past weekend with Ruiz <laughs> knocking out Anthony Joshua. And then we final. Oh, oh. We, we right. I'll oh, well, I, I say, I say, I say that for the end. I say that for the end. You know. And then no, we we not gonna talk about we know uh Drake's uh government name is Aubrey, you know, which um Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, you know, Aubrey, do you love me? <laughs> but like I always say to man, let's get right into it, man. Let's get right into it. So,
0: as my man Bobo said, hey, the series tied one-one. We already gave y'all on our last show what our predictions was and who we was rolling with. We both rolled for Golden State on the on the experience side of things, but hey, the Raptors came out right away in Game One and won it. Which I had predicted in the last show as well too. Yes, you I did. I predicted without without Durant that I predicted them to at least pull out one game. They did. I didn't say which one. I said I predicted them to win one game because we knew Durant was going to be out both game one and two against Golden State. But we, I predicted them to win at least one game at home, and they did that, and they did it impressively. But in that second uh, that second game not to jump too far ahead of myself. Uh, you know, Golden State came back with a vengeance here and they 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 put the locks down on quite a few players who stepped up in that in that game one against the Raptors. So focusing on game game one right now, Charlie, you know, uh we seen uh Kawhi Leonard struggling in game one. We also seen Kyle Lowe uh, struggling in game one. But we seen uh Yakam up step up. And we say other players step up here. So, I'm going to pass it to you. What was your thoughts on game one before we start focusing on game two here? I
1: appreciate that. Yes, I ma'am. mean, like like you said, Kawhi Leonard stepped up. Uh, struggled. Lowry, you have yeah, struggle. Excuse me. I, my apologies. He struggled. Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry, I wouldn't necessarily say he struggled because the man played defense where he was getting the charges. He was getting the – you know, he was – was getting the, you know, he he was getting the charges on the other team and he was setting the tone on the defensive end. Yeah, his shot wasn't there, but, again, he set the tone on the defensive end. So, I, I, I'm i not going to be too critical on him on game one, but, I, again, he was in foul trouble, you know, which he can't be in foul trouble, you know, Got in these finals. It. Exactly. But, like I said, you know, when Marcus saw, he stepped up. I wanted him to get 20. He gave me 20. Um, the um, green. Green stepped up. Uh, Van Pep stepped up. I mean, everybody stepped up that needed to step up in game one. You got to take your hat off. You got to you got you to gotta take your hat off to Toronto in game one. They came to play. They had the crowd. Um, you know, Aubrey was on the sideline cheering them on as well. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, you – what more can you ask for being at home as well? I mean, you got 15 from Van Pep, You got 20 from Gasol. You got 11 from Green. Um, you got 32 from Siakam, which Siakam, at, before, he was he was 11 for 11, you know, from the field going into the fourth quarter. Well, into the fourth quarter until he missed, you know, a couple shots there as well. But the man did on both, both ends of the floor. To me, that was your MVP of game one uh, was Siakam. So mm-hmm. that just, you know, Golden State, they you that that layoff, they were flat as well. Um, they couldn't hit shots. Toronto took it to them as well. Again, they had no answer for Toronto's run. They didn't as mm-hmm. well. And then too many turnovers. Um, Golden State had too many turnovers in game one. Would you agree? I think they had over 20 turnovers, which they do to turn the ball over, but they turned the ball way too much over. And you're well, not going to win a game held over 20 turnovers. You're not. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care what high power team you are, but that's just not going to happen. I'm going to just pass it back to you, Twani, real quick, man. What is your thoughts on game on game one for this? You know, right. I gave my thoughts
0: pretty much. Um exactly what you said, you uh, pretty much nailed what I was gonna say as well too. The turnovers was absolutely ridiculous by Golden State. They didn't play their game. I I don't wanna uh buy into the whole you had a stretch of a layoff, but um time and time again when you know, throughout this playoff uh entire series this year, you've seen that when guys had a little bit too much rest, they yeah. came out a tad bit flat and they didn't they're not playing with the same consistency, they're not playing with the same energy, they're not uh, playing with the same motivation that they did in the series beforehand. So uh, you've seen that with Portland. You've seen that um, with other teams as well. So, uh, again, I don't want to buy too much into it, but you have seen that throughout when guys were able to you know, rest a little bit. You've seen that with uh, Milwaukee as well too. When they were able to get a little bit of rest and it kind of came out, even though Milwaukee came back in, in in the Eastern Conference Final to win, they still came out pretty doggone flat, um, and they weren't playing with the same level of intensity or consistency. So I, that's why that's how I put it. Because you've seen the turnovers, you've seen the you know the lack of in, in in their play. You've seen True. you know the shots wasn't falling. It's just everything that could have went wrong went wrong. Even though they weren't that far out of it until you know, late in the third, early in the fourth. You know, Golden State was out of it at that point. Okay. Uh, but they came back, they was they was agitated. Audrey, you know, what I'm saying just uh woke up a sleeping beats with all his talking. You know, throughout yes, he the not game. Uh, throughout, you know, the end of the game, you know, when he, you know, uh clearly, you know, made some remarks to Curry and uh Graymon Green, um, and and even uh even Thompson. So I don't know why you would do that. Um, shame on you. We, we're gonna we're gonna get to game two in a second, but yeah, you definitely did that. But those were the things that they needed corrected. Golden State admitted that. Steve Kerr admitted that. The players admitted that, and they came out and they did correct just that in the, in the discussion. So that was, that was the thing. So um, that, that's that's my thoughts on game one. You know, it okay. was a it was a pretty bad look. So we gonna jump right in right away to game to game two. I'm going to pass it right back to you on your thoughts on game two and what you've seen, what, what was the outcome. Um, let's. I'm going to kind of, you know, throw you under the bus a little bit. You still don't want to see Golden State win, while I predicted get, Golden State to pull this one out. Uh, even though you did – hang on, hang on, let me correct myself a little bit. You uh-huh. did go with the experience on that one, but I still know you didn't want Golden State to win. So what was your thoughts on game two and how they came out in this one after, you know, well, kind of an embarrassing loss in that game one?
1: Well well first off, I predicted um, I believe me I have pretty much messaged you and I pretty much said that they have to start DeMarcus Cousin in game two. You and did. I knew they were, and and I knew they were gonna do that. They had to. Um right. uh, Absolutely. especially with especially I mean, don't get me wrong, Looney is not a bad player, but he's not the Marcus cousin. He's not at all. You know, mm-hmm. again, this is the NBA Finals. You have to go with your best, your best players, and I believe mm-hmm. them inserting DeMarcus Cousins in the starting lineup and him playing well into the to, into the entire game made a huge difference on both on both sides of the four, Not just offensively, but defensively as well. You know, also um, so that was huge. Um, I'm going to also say this as well. That third quarter. The, the, hold on, let me rephrase that. The end of the second quarter, going into the third quarter, hurt Toronto. Do you, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you saw this stat, Twani, that they scored 20 points. They had a 20-0 run from almost the end of the second quarter well into the third quarter to midway mm-hmm. through the third quarter. That is huge. 20 point, 20-0 yep. run. That mm-hmm. is huge. And yep. I mean Toronto, and I mean Toronto missed easy buckets. I thought that was the outcome of the game. That to me was the outcome of the game to where is that to where is that they where um Toronto couldn't they they couldn't bounce back from that. And you at home mm-hmm. you you were playing in front of your crowd and in front of Aubrey and they couldn't bounce back <laughs> as well. It hurt them. And then I'ma say this too. Siakam didn't play the way he played game one. Nope. That was disappointing. That was disappointing to me. Because how you go from 32 to 12, by to me, that's that just blasphemous. Sorry, mm-hmm. it is. And then Gasol, you had 20, and you only scored six. That can't happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Green, you had 11, but you scored. You had you had twelve, but you eleven, but you only scored eight, and then right. if they come into like the second half. That can't happen. Um, mm-hmm. Ibaka, Ibaka and Powell, um, they struggle, and mm-hmm. the whole team struggle. Yes, they did. Golden State capitalized on that, but to me, the biggest thing was their defense when they left Eagle Dollar open. You can't mm-hmm. do that. You talking about someone that won the Finals MVP. Finals MVP. I'll play. I'll play LeBron in that finals, even though LeBron didn't have his two best players beside him. But we, you know, we ain't gonna get into that. But it's just the fact. But you can't leave that man open. Again, mm-hmm. that's just disrespectful. And he just put the nail on the deck. That 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 right there to me, it just you can't do that as a team. You can't. Mm-hmm. I feel like their defense was very relaxed I'm not gonna say it was disrespectful, but it wasn't. It was very lax. They didn't have that same defensive intensity that they had game one. It didn't carry the game two. It didn't. And uh-huh. goals, they took advantage of it. So I'm gonna pass it back to you, Twenty. What is your thoughts on it? Because I mean, man, it's. I mean, they did shut Aubrey up. That's for sure. They shut him <laughs> up big time. You know, I'm not gonna. You know, they call him a BA. We don't, you know, everybody know what BA is. Just go ahead and watch the Twitter video. <laughs>
0: Clay Thompson <laughs>
1: show did that, but I'm gonna let you pass it back to you, Twenty. Pass it back okay. to
0: you. Okay, so I'm gonna do it like this, you know, because everything you said was was right on the head here. So you seen Draymond Green struggle in Game One. He yep. was two for nine from the field. He had ten points. He had the ten assists. He had the ten rebounds. But it wasn't your Draymond Green triple double, you know, in the win. Right. You seen. Uh, you've seen Iguodala, uh you know, struggle as well in that game, too. You know, unlike the, how you see it, in, how, unlike you've seen uh, him play in game two. You've seen Curry and Thompson also struggle as well, too. Curry got most of his points really from free throws in that game once uh-huh. uh, versus, you know, in the field. And Clay. you know, I mean, he had 21 but most of his came from the field here. And then the rest of their bench did, you know, pretty much nothing. They didn't really show up or anything uh, as far as, you know, defensive play, as far as rebounding, anything. You know, they just really uh, struggled. I know Looney's hurt, you know, got hurt in the game too, but, you know, his nine points, he still didn't even really do anything on the board aspect or, you know, even a block shot aspect, which you've you seen going uh, before they got to the finals. That's what he was doing when he was coming off the bench. Um now you know switching it um, back to Toronto real quick. You know just kind of reiterating on what you already touched on again. Siakam with the thirty-two. Kawhi Leonard did struggle, but you know he was knocking out the free throws. He had the twenty-three. Marc Gasol was the twenty points, and he was six to ten from the field. You know, uh, Danny Green, you know who we uh, I harped on, not you uh, necessarily, uh, Bobo, but I harped on how bad he'd been throughout the playoffs. Uh-huh. He was still four for nine, but he still got got you eleven points, and it was enough, you know, to put them over the edge. And then uh, Fred, the Blame Police. Uh, he's still been consistent, you know, from that uh, the last two games against Milwaukee into Game One against uh, 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 Game One against Golden State. So jumping into Game Two again, uh, I'm gonna start with Van Fleet. There, Fred was consistent yet again against uh, uh, against Golden State in Game Two. He gave you 17 points off the bench here, you know, so you can't complain about that, but. Uh-huh. Where was the rest of your players? Where was the rest of your starters here? So let's start with Siakam. You know, we got a guy here who's been averaging 19 points throughout the entire uh, games, uh, throughout the entire playoffs all together. Not a particular series, but throughout the entire playoffs. But talking about that 19 points that he's been averaging does not necessarily mean he's been consistent enough throughout each individual series, uh-huh. averaging 19 points here. So that same guy, uh, Siakam, that had uh, averaged uh, had a thirty-two point game, excuse me, not an average, a thirty-two point game in game one against Golden State, like you mentioned earlier. Bubba had twelve points. He didn't show up. You know, he's out here huh? trying to see spot up threes. Went over three in the three pointers. He wasn't knocking out his free throws. He was two for four and 0, and he was five for eighteen from the field. And when you mentioned earlier, guys, is Mr. easy shots. Siakam was the spotlight of Miss easy shots. He was right underneath the basket missed quite a few that should have just been easy layups, easy yes. hits back then, and he was missing all of them. I agree. So, and 41 minutes of that is what he gave him. He didn't really give you much on the defensive end. He grabbed a few rebounds, but that was it. Then you look at Kawhi Leonard yet again, and I talked about this when we did our predictions, uh, if you remember, Bobo, uh, how uh, it, it boils down to uh, Kawhi Leonard playing a bunch of minutes he's going to struggle against Golden State. So, yes, they pulled off game one. He played a bunch of minutes in that one. But in game two, he also played a bunch of minutes again as well. He played 39 minutes in that game. And he still struggled yet again from game one to game two. He gave uh-huh. him 34 points, but guess what? Thirty, you know, Of them 34 points, I'm not going to break it down all the way down to the level, but he had 16 of those, 16 to 16 from free throws. He was 8 of 20 from the field though. So that shows you where most of his points was coming from. It wasn't coming from the field. He wasn't efficient at all. He was actually worse than he was in game in game two than he was in game one. Then you got Marcus Gasol, who was 2 for 7 from the field. He didn't knock down any of his uh, three pointers, which he was zero for two. He did knock down his uh, free throw. He was six points, but he was two for two from his field goal. Then you got Kyle Lowry, who yet again in his uh in his second game got in foul trouble again. He was four for eleven again, so he wasn't efficient in game one, and game two, thirteen points. You know, it's just like, and then their bench, their bench didn't show up again outside of me mentioning uh, Fred Van Fleet. That 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 is not want to be a championship team who has been there five times in a row, you know, and only losing one of those fives here. They know what to do. They are handling their business. So, you got Draymond Green who came out with 17 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists almost triple-double, that's the Jermon uh, Green you're used to seeing. You had Andre Iguodala. You know, he's a spotty shooter, but he still gave you exactly what you needed with eight points, three for 8 from the field. You had DeMarcus Cousins who played more minutes here, 28. you got to respect what he did out there playing with a bad quad coming back here because let's be 100 here. He's not 100 out there, but he still gave you 10 rebounds. He gave you 11 points. You can't complain about what he did out there, you know, not playing fully healthy. Murray wasn't, you know what I'm saying, that much better. His three-pointers were still awful. His shooting from the field was still bad, but he was knocking down his free throws. He gave you 23. And then you had Thompson, who was a little bit more better, more efficient from the field, knocking down his three-pointers, only missed one uh, free throw here, 25 points. You can't complain about that. Now, I will say uh, that Andrew Bogut stepped up in place of Looney, who ended up getting hurt and didn't score any points so that was nice to see so i was a little bit worried like with looney going out the way he did with that shoulder injury we already know he's not going to be back but the fact that andrew Boga was able to come in there and knock down all his uh all his points which uh, I, i'll i'll be straightforward here they were all alley oops. but hey he put them down he put them down and that's what you want got you six points that's a strong six point um Sean Livingston coming out there. Didn't shoot much, but he gave you a strong six points. And then Quinn Cook, man, he came out there and pretty much all his shots were one with three points, and he knocked him down to he gave you nine points. Now you're going back to Oakland, and you got to face these dudes in their house with their crowd because Aubrey ain't going to be there because we know he's going to cow it out and stay in Toronto. What you riding on a high confidence right now. So that's what I see out of game two rolling in the game three. You know, Draymond Green did exactly what he said he was going to do. Siakam was not going to score 32, and he did He gave 12, and he barely got to that 12. Shut down completely. And the rest of that team was shut down, to be honest. The defense stepped up. They corrected everything they needed to correct it. That was it. You know, this is the Golden State team that you was used to seeing and was ready for seeing especially when it comes to the finals. That, I mean, that's, that's my play on it. Well, you got anything else to say before we go on here to move on to the next part, uh, topic, channel?
1: Yeah, I sure will. So let me let me just reiterate. Um, with in game one, Golden State only had sixteen turnovers. They didn't have over twenty. So it was sixteen to ten. So close enough, but I yeah, it was it was close enough.
0: Yeah you, we what I'm saying? yeah, you know. Appreciate that correction. Yeah, so it was sixteen.
1: So, you gotta be on point exactly. So it was sixteen to ten, uh, far as as far as um, turnovers go. So then if you go if you go to game two as far as turnovers go, I mean, it was pretty much evenly matched. But if you want to go back, if you want to go back to game one, as far as like shoot from the, shoot from the field wise as well, uh, they didn't shoot, Golden State didn't shoot that well from the field. The um, Golden State only shot, shot 30, like 39%, like 38, 39% from the field, excuse me, 44% versus 51%. Uh, 51% Toronto shot from the field and, Golden State shot forty four percent, not bad, but that's not that's not your Golden State standard shooting. Would that make sense, Juani?
0: Yeah,
1: does that make sense? So then, yeah. if you go to so if you go to game two, totally different turnaround. They shot forty six percent, and Toronto only shot thirty seven percent. That thirty seven percent Toronto shot came in that third, pretty much came in that third quarter drop as well. That can't happen as well. And again, like I said. And certainly DeMarcus Cousins, that starting lineup, was big. He got into foul trouble early a little bit mm-hmm. as well, but the man played in the fourth quarter, and he made plays in the fourth quarter. He played more minutes. He wasn't. Re- it doesn't look like he was on restrictions, but you can't put him on restrictions. Now, this is the NBA Finals. The man at- came out with a double-double. I thought that was huge, Twaney. Them playing Demarcus yep. Cousins in the starting lineup, and then you had yep. Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook came off the bench and hit three straight threes. In that thir- it, matter of fact, he hit two in the third and one in the fourth, right okay. in front of Toronto bench, in front of right. Aubrey as well. So when you got Quinn Cook cooking, you got you you got Andrew Bolke cooking. You know, you got McKinney cooking. You know, from Golden State that been Jareko. You got the I mean, man, it's that next man up mentality, and it just it just shows man that they won this game more than Toronto did, and again, mm-hmm. I was very disappointed in Seattle because how you come out and only scored you only scored twelve, but then you had that monster game in the you know in game one that mm-hmm. can't happen. I need to see more, but that's just it. That, that's my take on that one for that game for game two okay.
0: as well, okay, so good, so let's do this then you know we already know what our predictions was. We both went with experience picking Golden State to win it all. Let's do this. Let's pick who who has the edge over um, in Game Three. Is it you know Golden State going back home, or is it Toronto you know um, feeling kind of pissed you know on how they play overall as an entire team? So let's start with you, uh, Bobo. Uh, what, what you got on this one?
1: Well, I'm gonna go with Toronto. Even though I picked, even though I picked because um, it's a seven-game series. I did pick Golden State to win in the seven. And the reason I'm going with Toronto over the edge a little bit is because, number one, Durant is not playing. He's out for game three with the Cavs. Mm-hmm. So we're just putting that out there. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that too as well. But he's right. not playing game three. But Klay Thompson is a game-time decision. Mm-hmm. Even if he does play, he's not 100%, Twani. Mm-hmm. He's not 100%. So that's, that's, that's your best defender right there that can pretty much guard uh, Kawhi Leonard. Not stop him, but, you know, can guard. And he's one of the best – he's one of the best defenders in the league um, as well. You got to give that man credit on that. But he's not 100%. I'm giving the edge to Toronto just off those two things alone. And, again, they may be – again, like you said, they they may be a little ticked off because they feel like that they should have won game two. I get it. But if there's going to be a little bit of edge – is going to a because of them because of those two reasons right there. Durant okay. is not playing, and Clay Thompson. And if he does play, he's not a hundred percent. I don't care what nobody said. Yeah, you play because it's the NBA Finals, but if you're not a hundred percent, that means you're a lot better on the defense end because you are a known defender, and you're going to be a lot better on the offensive there, especially when you're a spot up jump shooter, ju- uh, jump shooter as well. I'm gonna mm-hmm. pass it back to you, Tuan, who you think got the edge going into Game Three? Okay.
0: I'm going. I'm gonna go actually the opposite direction. I'm gonna go with Golden State. One, they got the whole crowd behind and I got you on uh, Durant not playing, and also uh-huh. Clay Thompson not being a hundred percent. But the fact that you know Andre Iguodala is rolling on high, um, Sean Livingston is rolling on high, Quinn Cook is rolling on high, and even you know I'll stretch it even further. Andrew Bogut, you know. Playing like, you know, Andrew Bogut, who won their first championship with uh, the Golden State Warriors. they all rolling with a lot of confidence that you're seeing off the bench that you're not used to seeing. So this is why I'm rolling with them. Um, you know, and, and the play and the fact that, you know, only friend, uh, Fred excuse me, <clears throat> is your only true scorer off that bench right now uh, with Toronto. And the fact that Kawhi Leonard is, again, like I mentioned when we did our predictions, Kawhi Leonard is tight. You've seen that. It's not really the fact that, you know, uh, anybody is really locking him down, even though they won game one and they lost game two. I mentioned before we we even got to the finals that it was going to catch up to him. And you see that in him, and you see that in his play. He's still playing a whole bunch of minutes, but you're seeing a person who is actually really worn out And he needs his other players to stay around. The fact that, uh, excuse me, um, that Kyle Lowry has been in foul trouble hasn't been playing at that phenomenal level that I mentioned that he played against Milwaukee in our uh, in our last podcast. It's it's also hurting him. And also mentioning how Siakam has always kind of been streaky, you know, throughout Mm -hmm. his entire playoffs with with uh with with the Raptors here. You know, it's something to be concerned about here. You know, and Marc Gasol. Um, let's be honest here. You know, it's just like he may give you a game here and there, but he hasn't been uh, as consistent either. So this is why I'm rolling with Golden State. You know, I think everything he plays into their favor right now. Their bench is riding high. You know, they have their confidence rolling with them, and they're going home right now. So I'm I'm well, gonna speak with Golden State that they right. have the edge in this one here over over Toronto right now.
1: Well, and I and I get all I get all that. But again, we also know too that Golden State can get complacent at home too. Would that would you would you say that's true? And what I mean um, by complac- what I mean complacent I, is that they can they can get up by twenty and not play and not play the way they know to play with a twenty point lead and lose it as well at home. They so, they can you know, the, but and, and,
0: they they're one of the only teams in the playoffs that haven't lost many games too out so far at home here. So this is another reason why I have to roll with them as being at
1: home. And and and, and again and and that's fine. And that's fine. But would you say that them having Durant and Clay Thompson played a big part in that too? I can't
0: I I give you Durant. Yes. I can't give you Clay because Clay had been streaky up till um, up until the uh, Western Conference Finals, he but, had but, really but, had been streaky throughout. Yeah. Uh, throughout the playoffs here. So, but
1: but Cl- but Clay, but Clay, we'll give you about twenty. will give you about twenty. And again, and again, and again, I understand that streaky. But we're talking about someone that's your best defender, one your one your your best defender on the team. You know? I, I don't want to say best I, defender. Yeah,
0: and your starting lineup. And your you starting lineup. Defender. Yes, In I'm talking about best defender on the team. Yes. No, I'm not saying best on the team because we all know what Andre Iguodala can do. We know what Sean Livingston can do. The, it, you know, but Andre Iguodala's hurt.
1: Starters. He's he's hurt. He's, he's, playing, he's, hurt. Hurt. he's, he's playing, playing hurt. He's playing hurt, but he
0: still gave you under, still, even in game two. He still gave you those skills. Under, he still gave you everything you needed under, out of double Andre Iguodala. It ain't but, Clay Thompson hurt. It's it's you know saying minor injury hurt. That boy can okay. fall out. Okay, but
1: here's but here's but here's what I'm saying though. I- Iguodala Dollar is not scoring for you the way he needs to score for you either, by being in that starting lineup. So again, if Clay Thompson is not hundred percent in that starting lineup, if his shot is not going and Eagle Dollar's shot is not going, that's why I'm giving the edge to Toronto in game three off those alone. I'm still picking Golden State to win this series, don't get me wrong. I but gotcha. again, but again, those injuries are starting to pile up. For Golden state. That's what I'm looking at this. Is. Again, yeah, we know Igor Goddard can do on the defensive end, but he can't, but he's score, he, his, he's a liability as far as scoring-wise. You know, he only scores when he gets, the, but when he's open, yeah, he hit that open three, don't get me wrong, to mm. seal game two. Ooh, he hit man. more than
0: one open three to seal that game.
1: More no, he only one. hit one. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he only hit nope. one.
0: Nope. I'm pretty
1: sure he only hit one.
0: Bro, no, bro. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you only hit one.
1: I'm gonna have to go check. I'm gonna have to go check that because again, he because again, he's not he's not he's not your, he's not your someone he that you can depend on.
0: He was two for four in the three pointer. That's what I'm telling you. Right, but that's he, what I'm
1: saying. But what? But what, But what? So you said both of them was open? Was open three pointers?
0: Those were open three pointers that he knocked down. He knocked down those. The contested ones he missed. The other two okay. out of the four he had missed. He still, okay. gave you, he still gave you eight total rebounds. He still gave okay. you six assists. He still had one assist. One assist. He still had one block. That's the Andre Iguodala that you want to see. You want to see that type of player. Injured or not, he still okay. going to give you that. He's not rolling on a leg injury. He's rolling on a hand injury. So he's right. still going to give you
1: that. The hand injury, he only
0: stopped everything else.
1: But well, here's what I'm saying, but he only giving you eight points. So that's so again, I understand what you're saying, but if he's only giving you eight points and Klay Thompson's not hundred percent and his shot's not falling, then you're playing with Kevin Durant. Excuse me, If Kevin Durant is not playing, what does that tell you? Like I mean, you're,
0: you're you're automatically assuming that Clay Thompson's shot is not gonna fall just because the hamstring is sore. But we could turn around and do the same thing with with uh, with the Raptors here. Uh Kyle Lowry, like I said, who played phenomenal against um um Milwaukee, his shot ain't been falling. He was four for eleven in game two. We only want to go back to game one. He was just as bad. Right. Danny Green, you know, he didn't look that great in game one. He gave you eleven points. He gave you eight in game two, but he was still both four for seven and, uh uh four for seven and uh excuse me, four for eight and like three for seven in between game one and game two. It wasn't that much better. And they benched Norman Powell three for seven. Serge Baca three for seven, you know, so it's it's like evenly matched. So right now, I can't really give them a full edge because, again, the main player who's going to, you know what I'm saying, put, you know, put the team on his back is tired. That's why I mentioned Kawhi Leonard. He's been tired in game one. He's been tired in game two. This is at home with the energy behind you. How are you gonna play that much better if you already haven't showed up in game one and you didn't show up in game two when you got your crowd behind you and you got Aubrey rooting for you and rubbing your shoulders on the sideline when you come to the bench? That's right. why I gotta give it to Golden State.
1: Right. And I get and again, I get I, again, we agree to disagree. That's that's what makes no this this will make this what makes no this makes no our our podcast show stick out from everybody else's because we you know, we're not gonna agree on everything. Only I'm about. saying is all thing I'm saying is that because we're going to watch the game tomorrow night, you know oh. as well. And again, I'm going to see where is he going to be. A hundred? Is he a hundred percent? We know he's not a hundred percent. But if his shots not falling, and then you relying on Stephen Curry, you know don't get me wrong that could they could get his shot. And you know is the Marcus Cousins. You know the Cousins going to have to score more than what he scored. He's going to, have to score more than eleven. He's going to have give to a give a him time. twenty. That's give fine. Time. That was say, the game one was, but that's what
0: the warm up. But, man, that, but that, who, you know they played him a little more. But, better, that's,
1: you know? but that's But he that's but that but that's just it though. That's just it though. So what I'm saying is though is that again, if Clay is not hundred percent, he's not giving you that score. Clay, um, Demarcus Cousin gotta gotta give me twenty five. He gotta give me twenty five because Kevin Durant not playing. Gotta, gotta give you that. Yeah, he gotta I, give me twenty five, man. I don't, man. Give you
0: that. I don't oh, think you, he gotta give you that. Okay, I don't okay. think he gotta give you that. Here's why. Because, again, you're automatically assuming just because of the hamstring that Clay is shot is not going to fall. You're assuming that it's not going to fall. But what did you mention earlier? What you mentioned earlier is you're a spot-up shooter. He doesn't have – Clay doesn't have to create off the dribble. He's a spot-up shooter. That's all he has to do. He don't have to overwork his hamstring. He's a spot-up shooter. But he's still got to jump. He's still got to jump. Am I right? Hey, hang on. Some of the best three-point shooters didn't have to jump that much, though. We can go from uh, Reggie Miller, we can go from Ray Allen, you know, hell, even Curry. He don't lift okay. off that much when he shooting his three-point shot. And I know Klay uh, Thompson does not pull too much lift off his jump when he's shooting. I get what you're saying, but it's still in his stroke. It's, it, it's a little bit in the leg, but there's been a lot of great three-point yeah. shooters that didn't have to use a lot of lift in their jump because it's all in their form and in their stroke. That's what I'm saying. You're a sore right, you're, because the hamstring is sore. Now, what? I'll give you that defensively he may not that, be there because it's That's what I was going to go to. Okay. That's what I was going
1: go to that. again, was gonna go to. I can give you
0: that. That's what I was going to go to. I can give you that. But, again, if we go back to game one, still a lot of these Raptor players didn't score that well either. Again, talking about Kawhi Leonard. He didn't score that well. It wasn't, a, it wasn't an individual effort that didn't make him score that well. I'm telling you, it's breaking down by he's overworked and he's tired. When you got 39 and 40 minutes out of this man who just had to go and play uh, that amount and then some against Milwaukee and had to face up against you know Giannis and then he had to face up against other players, it's starting to show now. That's what I'm telling you. And if other players don't break it down and they don't start scoring for Toronto – Toronto's going to be the one in trouble. Not you know, what I'm saying based off the of injuries with Golden State, because again, you had your crowd behind you here. You ain't got your crowd behind you now. Who's going to step up and take the plate and take the weight off of Kawhi? You, that's what it's coming down to. The you, weight you're is right. on him.
1: You right, and I, I'm not dis- and I'm not disagreeing with you. That, that I'm not disagreeing with you at all as far as with Toronto go. All I'm saying is that the man got to play both ends of the floor. And I yep. mean that's and I mean that's play Time. That's that's pretty much what I was alluring uh, alluring to is that he gotta play both ends of the floor. You know and what I'm I saying? Give so that. and, and that's and he and he's a good known defender for them as I well. Give you that. And again, he again game one he scored twenty one. Yeah. Game two he scored twenty five. The man could have yeah. went off a of thirty five had he not would have got injured. Right. And if I do feel you that. If, if, if he if he don't if he don't if he don't give you that that's where I'm deferring to. Cousins got at least give me 25. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying with that is that if he's not giving you that 21 or that 25, meaning Clay Thompson, I need DeMarcus Cousins to give me 25, or hell, give me at least 20. You know what, what I'm saying? Ask somebody, somebody off the bench. Give me at least 10 or 15. You know what I'm saying? Which is which is possible. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right.
0: And that's why I was bringing up. Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston is a very good defender, always has been. Yeah, but he's a long been struggling,
1: defender. though. He's been struggling, too, though, Juan. He, he hasn't shot that much. He hasn't I shot understand that. that Look that at
0: game one and game two. He hasn't shot that much. He ain't even played that much. 16 minutes is not enough to get anybody in rhythm. So if you break down the 32 minutes that Clay played because he's injured now and you split that between Sean Livingston and Clay, or hell, even break that down between three players, Sean Livingston, uh, Clay Thompson, and Andre Iguodala, you know, now you're starting to see more of what they can do. And then again, you have Iguodala who's, you know, you've seen the big play he did in the Western Conference Final when he had the big, you know, steal in the block with his hands. The man ran out looking at his hands. You know what he could do as a defender. Everybody know what Sean Livingston can do. You're not just gonna, you're not just gonna dart past them with a, you know, a quick first step stutter move crossover, none of that stuff. They can still lock it down. So if you know if that injury is there, I'm still telling you that Klay Thompson can still spot up and shoot as necessary. You don't have to put a lot of uh, pressure on Curry. And now you can start to see where again Sean Livingston has done what they have always built upon. You see what Andre Igudala has done. For this championship team, who'd have been here five times and only lost once—that's well, my biggest we'll, thing.
1: Well, we'll see. We'll you see, like I said, see we'll see it. Because, like I said, I mean, I mean, like I said, we'll see. Well, like I said, I will be watching. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll I mean, be watching. Everybody
0: gonna be watching. Everybody gonna be watching. Everybody gonna be watching. watching. Yeah, gonna the be watching. Thing you better, everybody better be watching for is how well. Kawhi Leonard is handled. Because, again, I mentioned beforehand when we did our prediction before the finals started, the coach and his minutes on Kawhi Leonard. First game, he struggled. And he played a lot of minutes, and he didn't shoot well, but somebody else stepped up. Second game, nobody stepped up. Because I'm going to be honest again, Kawhi Leonard having 34 points, but you've got to look at the big picture. The big picture, 34 points, 16-16 for the free throw line. 'Cause otherwise if he don't knock down his free throws, he's eight or twenty from the field. That's how he got to his thirty four points. Uh-huh. Everybody on Toronto struggled from the start line up to the bench. You're at Oakland now. You don't have that crowd behind you. You don't have Aubrey behind you. It's gonna be a different environment here.
1: Straight yeah, up Yeah, but they Yeah, but they won a Milwaukee though. And we know how Milwaukee crowd was. Milwaukee crowd I'm, I'm, an i understand, understand and different. i'm not comparing, and i'm not comparing I and mean, I'm not comparing that crowd to Golden State. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that at all, but we have they have shown that they've been played played in a hostile environment you know Milwaukee philly we're not going to mention orlando we're not going to mention orlando Orlando shouldn't even no. have been there But I mean Philly, Philly you know we have Philly crowd as well, you know, for AI and things of that sort of nature as well. When they went, you know, that AI squad, you know, those players that were there, you know, former players there in Milwaukee as well. So again, we gonna see, but I'm just saying that edge a little bit, I'm giving it to Toronto. But I'm still picking, just for our fans, you know, viewers and listeners, our fans know, family know, I'm still picking Golden State. Okay. To win a game to win to win to win this series. That's good okay. for me.
0: Okay, sound good. I'ma just break it down like this. We ain't even uh and then we're gonna go on here to a commercial break here. Um breaking it down like this. Uh in Golden State in game one, forty three point six percent from the field, uh versus Toronto fifty uh fifty point six from the field. All right. So that's 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 that, that that was a win for them. Now when we go to game two from the field, we looking at uh forty six percent for Golden State and in Toronto versus 37.2 from the, uh, from the field from, uh, excuse me, from well, Golden State was uh, 43.6 from the field versus Toronto's 37.2 from the field. So, again, that entire team struggled in their own house, you know, and I get what you're saying, but we're talking about a team who's been there before. They have the experience. They know how to correct because that's what they did. They came in somebody else's house and they corrected their errors. They ready for that when they're at home.
1: If injuries
0: are not. They wreck. we'll see. Okay. Sound good. So let's let uh let's get a, a word from our sponsors, take this break, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk a little bit more like we always do. So y'all hang with us. We appreciate the love. This is from the sideline guys. We'll be right back with y'all. Welcome back, family. Thank you all for taking the time to listen to our word from our sponsor. got to show love to anchor. It's the ones that, who distribute us and get us out there on all of the platforms here with our podcast show. So make sure you subscribe. You, uh, you know, tell other people about us as well, too. All right? So we're jumping right back into the show. Last week, oh, excuse me, last podcast, we did introduce you all our new segment that we've been talking about, what we call Let's Talk About It. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do it again Let's talk about it So what I want to talk about today um, is Still staying a little bit sports related Is I want to talk about something that's been kind of bothering me here And I'm going to talk about Audrey Audrey, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Drake Has been uh, really irritating me <laughs> um, With his antics on the sideline here um, You know, no pun intended here but just on the baseline of you know the game. Now we done all seen the super fans <clears throat> with their team. Uh for example, Spike Lee. You know, we done seen oh. him, but he stays in his seat. He only you know, he may stand up and cheer, but he gets right back down in his seat. We done seen uh with his New York Knicks. We just seen Jack Nicholson with his Lakers. We just seen uh-huh. the same thing, but he sitting back down in his seat. He don't get in players' faces, he don't touch players. Uh, on his on his favorite team. He don't, you know, get in the faces of opposing players. Period. He don't uh walk the baseline. He doesn't uh he doesn't talk to the coach. He doesn't interfere with the coaches or anything like that. Um uh, I know your boy Audrey is a ambassador of uh the Toronto Raptors, but let's keep it one hundred here. You know, before I really break down what irritate me about him. The man is a super fan of everybody. He I don't watched him, you know, root for the LeBron and the Wayne Wade Lakers, um, excuse me, a uh, Miami uh, uh, Heat. I didn't watch him, you know, for college basketball. I watched him uh, root for um, John Wall and Demarcus Cousins when they was with uh, in, in college. Um, I didn't watch him, you know, what I'm saying just kind of jump with around Kentucky. to a bunch of play. Yeah, with, with Kentucky, I didn't watch him, you know, jump around to a bunch of teams, you know, doing the same thing. And all of a sudden now that you know Toronto is, you know, starting to do well. You know, now he wants to act like he's rooting for his team. So, giving you a, another example, even though you don't see us on the baseline, on the sidelines, or anything like that, I me and Charlie, you know, you can consider us super fans of our Chicago Bears. Uh-huh. But if we were down low right there, we wouldn't be, you know, all in players' faces or anything like that. We'd be rooting for our team in general. So, there comes to a time. And a limit where you have to, you know, saying kind of control yourself. I don't care what type of money you get, you can't go overboard with that. That's that's a bit too much, you know. That's that's it's 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 irritating, and it's getting to the point where you know, yes, I did a group for Golden State. I picked Golden State before the final started to win it, you know, based off the experience and being there. But it's getting to the point where I really want to see Golden State win just to shut this dude up, you know. That's that's the type of fandom that he's bringing. It's, he's bringing a negative energy, and I have no problem with anybody on Toronto, any of their players, their head coach anything. You know, if they would have won it, you know, let's say Audrey wasn't their, you know, their ambassador of their team, I would have had no problem with them winning. But his antics is really starting to, you know – uh steer me the opposite direction where it's like I'm really rooting hard for Golden State just out of the crap out of scene out of game one and game two and I could take it back to series two where he was pulling the same crap against Milwaukee and it was really becoming irritating and it was starting to get personal. You know, you had uh Milwaukee's uh owner daughter wearing you know uh wearing a shirt that took shots at uh, at shots at Drake which was pretty dang old funny. Um you know that was the whole rap battle uh, beef when you had uh um uh, um you had uh you know what I'm push talking a about Pusha T you know so she had the King Push um, shirt on take a shot at a shot that Drake because dude was you know he was he was being kind of he was taking it a little bit too far so I, I'm just getting really tired of seeing it but that's my thought. On, on this part so far, because it's only half of our Let's Talk About It. Charlie, so I'm going to let you talk about it, you know. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Otherwise, we could go on to the next part of Let's Talk About It here.
1: I, I, I mean, appreciate that. I mean, I, I feel – I see you very passionate about it. I understand, you know what <laughs> I mean. I, I look at it like, hey, you know, he – you know, he he a super fan, you know. It's – it is what bandwagoner. It is. I would be you know, in fact be I mean, I mean, yeah, he's from is. that, and that's fine. But he's from Toronto, so I, again, yeah, he may be bandwagon, but he that that's where he's from. So I get it, you know. I mean, this is the first time Toronto has been to the NBA Finals in their franchise history. Now, mm-hmm. you know, he ain't been like now when. We could take it back to when LeBron was running the East. You, you, you didn't see him doing all that. He went up in LeBron's face, you know, oh, and everything. Oh,
0: bro, I'm going to stop you right there. What, it, 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 thank goodness this is an audio podcast because if I could pull up the pictures, when, when uh, Miami Heat won their two championships, who no. was right underneath LeBron celebrating? Who was right in no, no, Miami Heat, no, 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 celebrating? No, no.
1: Who was no, no, at the no. game celebrating? Right, no, no, you're, you're. Hold no, on, no, hold on. You're missing, you're missing what I'm saying. Okay. What I'm saying yeah, was with yeah. Lebron, Le, when Lebron was with Cleveland. That's what I was getting to. I was oh, talking okay. about Miami when Lebron. Oh, you said Miami, LeBron. so that's why. I no, no, no. I no, I didn't say Miami. You said Miami. What I what okay, I okay. said? Well, yeah, what I said what I was what I was saying was was that when Lebron was with Cleveland. You didn't see uh, uh, Aubrey, Aubrey, however you want to say his name. Um, you didn't see him all, have, you know, I, w- that's a weird name. But anyway, um, <laughs> you, just saying. I'm not going to even go there. But anyway, um, <laughs> <I will. laughs> I'm gonna, man, look, okay, I'm trying to get the thought out real quick before we move on. <laughs> when, when LeBron was before he went to LA, went to my Lakers, when he was in Cleveland you didn't see him, you didn't, You saw him on the sidelines you know, but you saw him quiet as a church mouse, you know you just, you, you know, when it went, Toronto was getting swept by Cleveland and everything and stuff, you know you see his arms folded you know, and everything, he probably was sitting there thinking, you know, thinking about writing songs and everything, you know um, as well, you know, the platinum hits while his team was getting beat by the Cleveland Cavaliers and everything. So I say that to say, man, you know, yeah, it may be out of line at times and everything, and he shouldn't be rubbing, you know, rubbing people's shoulders and everything that and all. stuff like that. You know, he we'll shouldn't be all be out of these exes the and everything while on the baseline everything and, you know, like he assisted coach and everything and probably ain't made and probably ain't made a jump shot in his life. And if he could make a jump shot, probably gonna hit the hit the back of the backboard, the back of the backboard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's it's okay to be a fan of your team. I get mm-hmm. it. Because, like you said, right. we die hard bears fans. Right. But we wouldn't be on the bare sideline rubbing their shoulders and everything. That's just kind of weird. You wouldn't yeah. see that's just like us rubbing Khalil back or you know or you know or Miss Trubisky, you know uh, shoulders. That's just kind of weird. Before they go you know for one going going to going the, go the field for offense, one going on to field for defense. That's just kind of odd. You know, especially <laughs> we ain't even trainers. You know what I'm saying? So right, right. It, 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 it's okay to be a fan of your team. But it's another thing when you get up – you can't get up in players' faces, you know what I'm saying, because they, they grow them awesome. in at the end of the day. This is what they – this is this is they love for the game. And that this is what they get paid to do, you know. But he didn't want that smoke. You know, he was kind of – you know, he was quiet, you know, when uh when uh, Clay Thompson, you know, called him out his name, you know, called him a B.A. You know, I ain't going to say it on here you. you know what I'm saying, you know, out of respect mm-hmm. for our family and friends. Well, he let it be known, you know what I'm saying? He said, I put in ease work to get team, you know, and everything. And like they was telling him too, like, we'll see you in Golden State, you know, he's not gonna come to Golden State, you know, because he's scared yeah. and he everything scared. and something. And like they said, if you scared go to church, you know what I'm saying? And that's what he's <laughs> probably gonna do. He's gonna pray that, you know, uh, Toronto beat Golden State on Wednesday and everything. But again, it's okay to be a fan of your squad, but you can't just go overboard with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what he's doing right now. You know what I'm saying? You don't see other people doing that, you know, for real. It's okay to cheer, but you know, you can't get up and play his face, you know what I'm saying? What if j Mal Green would've popped him in his mouth? You know, then you know Draymond Green would've been right. wrong. You know right. what I'm saying? But you know, but you can't call Draymond Green trash, you know what I'm saying? Like, boy, like who would you when that somebody
0: when right. somebody started with
1: him? It started know, with him focus. exactly
0: right. Let, let's keep it one hundred. Him sparking that off would have started if Draymond didn't keep his uh keep his composure, that would have been uh Detroit Pistons and Indiana Pacers all over again. Yeah, all for some fans had to run their mouth and start some yeah. stuff. That's why fans know, need to know how to control themselves. I don't care how much money you got, you need to learn how to control yourself. Because at the end of the day, it's a game that you ain't playing. You ain't a player. You ain't really got much invested into it besides the money you pay for your ticket. Sit down and shut up at some point. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. That's how I look at it. And if yeah. he, he can't do it, then as the Raptors, they need to put that man under control when they have to come back to Toronto. That's that's my point.
1: And you know what you know what Golden State should do? They should make a they should make a commercial, you know, like uh should I did at the uh was that the um uh, was that the Source Awards or something? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was it was like, was. he was like he's like he was like if any fan, you know, you know uh, any uh, any fan, you know, you don't wanna be someone to be a, you know, all on the sidelines Run the shoulders, <laughs> get up the players' faces, you know, cheering, for, you know, cheering out of control. They c- they not be a fan of Golden State Warriors, <laughs> right, right. <Just> saying, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, you know, for real, man, because it's just crazy, man. Just, you know, again, man, it's okay to be a fan of your team, but man, you yeah. just, you can't go overboard with that, man. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what he's yeah. doing, you know. Yeah, so, that's how I feel about that. Okay, sound good. So I'm passing it back to you
0: then. Um you got anything you want to talk about or uh let's talk about a segment here? Well
1: uh, uh, yeah. Uh let's let's talk about percentage wise. And what I mean okay. about let's talk about shooting percentage. Now okay. with you know, when we when we when I say shoot shooting percentage, you know, I'm let me rephrase that. Um stats. You know, like for example, Like someone's averaging twenty five points, twenty five points during the span of in the playoffs for like so many, you know, for like oh, if you play twenty four games, they it's saying that you're averaging twenty points, Mm -hmm. but you're technically not scoring twenty points. Let's let's talk about that because I feel like that I feel like yeah that yeah they say stats don't lie. But video don't lie either. You know what I'm saying? Game you know, like you can't just I don't feel like that that should be right. Meaning that you're not technically scoring twenty points a game. Yeah. Because one minute one minute one game you're scoring twenty five, another minute you're scoring twelve, then another game you're scoring thirty two, but then another game you're only scoring six. That's not twenty points a game. That's right. not twenty points a game at all. That's not the that's not the body of work of scoring twenty points a game. That's not that's not that, to me that's not really an average. When I when I say when I say someone's scoring twenty points a game or average like twenty, twenty five points a game, I'm looking at the grace of like Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, uh the GOAT, MJ, uh Wilt Chamberlain, uh Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, uh Kevin McHale, those type of players. You know what I'm saying? Uh Dr. J, Julius Irvin. Those guys, when they say when when they say they're averaging, they're averaging twenty five points a game. Like in a in a playoffs, they're averaging close to twenty five points. At, you know each game in the playoffs, you right. know what I'm saying. It, it may not be right on the nail, but leg, it's damn near close. So right. that's just you know what I'm saying. Let, let's talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Because again, you know, like people, you know, I ain't gonna let me rephrase that. You know the, that. That alone, that just makes sense. Just because, it's, just because it says that doesn't mean that that person is scoring is, is scoring 20, 20, 25 points. So I'm going to throw it to you. Let, let's talk about it. What do you got to say about it? Let's talk about okay. it for a
0: second. I, I am going to use the player. Let's talk about Siakam. You know, okay. everybody, you know, hyping up Siakam. You know, even the media did um, uh, in game one when he scored 32 points against uh, Golden State when that win, right? So everybody was talking about right. how – how he, he was averaging 19.4, uh, to be exact, uh, points per game throughout the entire playoffs. But if you go back to his uh, first playoff game, he had to play the Orlando Maddox. In that Orlando Maddox game, he had a game where he scored 30 points. He had another game where he scored, like, 28. And he had another one where he scored 25. You know, and they end up uh, taking hand, handling business against Orlando Maddox. It was a quick, or you know, Quick in and out of there, okay. So uh, breaking down what Charlie was saying here is, you know, when that guy gets against other competition, if he's not doing it like a great what he's doing it on a consistent basis, we know that it was consistent against Orlando, but it wasn't consistent against um, it wasn't against, uh, consistent against the Philadelphia seventy sixers, and it definitely wasn't consistent against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. He pretty much disappeared against them. So when you start that high. Thirty points in your first game, game one against Orlando Magic, and then you know the next one is twenty eight, and then you got twenty five. You know, yeah, it, it looks great, but then when you get again against the next team, you had another game against uh, Philly. You had a twenty five, you had a, a twenty nine, then you had another game. You had twenty one. One of those games, you have to consider that they went to double overtime against Philly as well too, and that was over a seven game stretch versus a four game you know sweep here against Orlando Magic here. So your your average still looks pretty high, but even though it started to drop down because you had to play more games and then one of those games went to a double overtime. So I'm with you, Charlie, on that one. It doesn't look good, and I, I don't think it's a fair assessment when you average you know a certain amount of games when the game and the bar is set so high. And, and like you mentioned earlier, let's not talk about like a team like the Orlando Magic because they really shouldn't have been there. Your NBA right. should really just cut it down from eight teams or eight C's, if you want to be exact, to six. Let's get rid of this seventh and eighth because, you know, it's really becoming a waste of, you know what I'm saying, watching time in the NBA playoffs. But, you know, again, the the stats was inflated from what Siakam did earlier, and now he's getting against better competition again. You know, he started to fall off against uh, Philly. You know, he really fell off against Orlando, and, you know, he had one good game against, you know, um, one good game against here, against the Golden State, but, then you seen them score 12. You know, it's just like, let's think about right. this here. You know, the greats didn't do that. It's like you mentioned, all those greats, when they're averaging 20-something game, they're going to give you that 20-something game. It don't matter if it's, you know, a rough outing or not. They're going to give it right.
1: you – you know, right.
0: they, it, it, it doesn't matter that Curry has a rough outing. He's still going to give you at least 20, 22 to 25. doesn't matter if Clay have a rough outing. He's going to give you at least 23 to 25. You know, that's what we're talking about here. So even the, the past race that Bobo mentioned, they're going to give you, you know, at least that because you're a starter. You're a starter. You shouldn't be shutting down you or getting shut down like that when it ain't a lot of pressure on you. The pressure is on your big star, which is Kawhi Leonard. You know, he's right. the one that's facing double and triple team. So you should be averaging, you know, exactly that 19 points. You should be handling business because he's gathering the most attention and he's not doing that. So I put it out there. I put some names out there. Charlie didn't do it, but I'm going to do it, you know. So it's just like – so when we're talking about averages, I'm not going to break down averages over a span of 19 games when you're playing some weak teams up to this point here because now we're starting to see the true you, the real you as a player, you know. I'm not going to do that. Tell me what you're doing in those individual series up to this point. Let's talk about those averages because those averages are gonna tell you a whole different, a whole different story. At the end of the day, you know that's my thoughts on talk about it with, with, when we talk about players' averages.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you can't just score 32 one game then score 12. That's just not gonna Seriously. happen. Yeah, yeah that, you I mean that's a, that's a twenty. 14, 15, 16. You got it. No, you're No, See, you see, see, you being nice. See, this is why, this is why we have this <laughs> segment. This is why we said, let's talk about it. you being nice. You give me 32. You need you need to give me 25. You gave me 32 first game. You need to give me 25. I, Seriously. I, you need to give I me 25, guess I being man. Too nice. I, yeah, I you agree. being too nice, man. This is <laughs> the And he supposed to be the Robin of Batman, which Batman is Kawhi, is Kawhi Leonard. You need to give me 25, man. You know what, right. what I'm saying? You need to give me, you need to give me 25. I don't. I don't care if it's, I don't care if you give me all twenty five from the free throw line. I need twenty five. Just that serious as well. Just, just being honest, man, for real.
0: You playing against a team who've been there before. You exactly right. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm there there too-
1: yeah. yeah, I'm with it, you. Uh, yeah, especially when they're supposed to be most approved player of the year. Yeah, most improved Everybody player of the year ain't supposed to score twelve. Year. Not and he got hell of a potential. Stu Malange being. So much mm-hmm. potential, but you can't give me yeah. twelve. You can't. It can't be twelve, man. Not no NBA finals. No, no, yes, no, not no NBA finals. Now I guess Golden State. No, no, he has to at least give me twenty five. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard go give me forty. He needs to give me twenty five.
0: Seriously. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, I'm with you on that one. Okay, well that's what's up. So that you know, right there, that concludes. Uh, you know, let's talk about it. So we're gonna keep bringing that that back to y'all every week. We're gonna have something yeah. new to discuss and talk about. Yes, sir. You know, so. Again, you know, hit the email up from the sideline, guys, when at s at com. So, you know, you got something you want to talk about so we can talk about it on our next segment? Hit us yep. up with it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we're going to just jump right into our final thoughts here. So, Charlie, uh, I'm going to go on here to kick this one off, and I'm going to let you end okay. it out, and then we'll end the show here. Uh, okay cool my final thoughts yeah my final thoughts here is um i'm I'm getting pretty hyped about the football season here i know baseball is still among us and i talked about uh baseball in my final thoughts in our last segment here uh excuse me in our last podcast But football is among us man and we got some uh some 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 haters out there on my chicago bears who running their mouth you know thinking that you know the bears is one hit wonder so i'm here to tell those haters i won't mention names, and I won't mention teams in the (laughs) division. I'm here to tell y'all that that team is still solid for a reason. You know, without Many losses, and when I say losses, as, as far as players, you know, we only really lost our defensive coordinator. We replaced him with, you know, not, you know, a better defensive coordinator, but pretty much probably, uh, you know, right there at that 1B level. You know, uh, Big Fangio was our 1A, you know, defensive coordinator. We got a 1B to replace him, you know, so can't hate on that at all. You know, Can you know, I interrupt know the
1: real quick, twenty? Can I interrupt you oh, real go right quick?
0: Here. Go right here. Go uh, right
1: here. Championship defensive coordinator. Yes. Yeah. Got That's to
0: mention that. that, one championship definitely with the that. Baltimore Raiders. So yes, go ahead and yes indeed. Yes, indeed. So, uh, again, our, our 1B to our, to, to, you know, to the 1A, we straight there. We only lost a, a couple of players. Two were left in free agency, both on the defensive end, and the other one got traded on the offensive end. But, you know, we still were playing with some good players. Everybody else is still intact. So, for all you haters that think we was a one-hit wonder based off, you know what I'm saying, a loss in the playoff against, you know, a kicking debacle. Kickers can be replaced, you know what I'm saying? But a whole entire team that already, you know what I'm saying, put the brakes and beat the breakdown on a lot of teams and send a message to y'all, I'm here to let you know right now in my final thoughts, that same team is going to be back, that same head coach is going to be back, Now all those players minus two that was replaced by some pretty good decent players as well too are all going to be back. So if you think they're just going to fall off, just, you know what I'm saying, because what you're hoping, think again, the Chicago Bears will be back Right back in the playoffs, right back in that division. I don't see any team in that NFC North that's going to take that division from them. Y'all going to have to prove it. You know that that's that's my final thoughts for the day. They're going to be back. I can't wait for the season to kick off. I know I'm trying to rush the summer. I don't want to rush my summer too much, but I'm excited about the season and where they go now. That you know, saying they had a taste of you know, saying be back on the winning side like they should be, like it you know, saying should have been for years. You know watch out for my boys. Charlie, I'm going to go on
1: here to pass to you and let you kick off your final thoughts. Appreciate that. Okay. So here's my final thoughts. So if you listen to our show, uh, our last show, I had mentioned that the fight between Ruiz Jr. and Joshua for, you know, for Anthony Joshua's belts. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Man, oh man, oh man. Do not call it the upset of the of um oh one of the biggest upsets in boxing history a old, pepper, pepper wing. yeah, <laughs> so let me just break it down real quick. I'm just gonna break it down real quick. if anybody watched the fight from from the first round to the to the, from first to the seventh round I had it it was it was it was close a little bit, but when it got in that third round. And Joshua knocked you down. I was like, okay. Okay, Joshua, you know, Joshua Joshua's coming with something, okay. But then when Ruiz Jr. knocked you down, because mind you, Joshua knocked down Ruiz Jr. with that hook. Ruiz Jr. came back with two hooks for two knockdowns. Now, this is my opinion. That second knockdown should have been – should, they should have stopped the fight right there because the man, the man was stunned. He was out of it. Ruiz took it – Ruiz did something that, that no other fighter that I've seen did to Joshua. By him being the size that he is and his height-wise, he took it to Joshua. Mm-hmm. From, that, from that third round on, from that second, from that second knockdown from, to all the way to the seventh round where he ended the fight, because Joshua got knocked down four times, four times in that fight. Ruiz took it to Joshua, and that's what you had to do. You can't let the height of someone and their reach dictate the fight. Ruiz Jr. dictated the fight. But all the way he got to that seventh round, he knocked it down again and again. <laughs> Anthony Joshua, looked, Anthony Joshua looked, like, looked like Amir Khan when he fought, when he fought old boy. He goes of that corner and said, oh, nah, I'm done, I'm done, and they stopped the fight. Man, I literally jumped out, of, I jumped out of my seat. I called you, Twenty. I called you and said, yeah. don't call the upset. Don't call the <laughs> upset, man. It, it, again, that's what boxing is all about. The heavyweight division, I am so glad that it's back because everybody kept talking about Anthony Joshua and Dante Wilder, you know, and Tyson Fury. Now you've got this Mex- uh, Mexican-American here that – because I saw his last fight before he fought Joshua – um, he looked it pretty good, you know, even though it was a fighter, you know, wasn't a, a known fighter, but he looked it good. Um, also to let me backtrack a little bit. He was supposed to fight Jarrell Miller, Anthony Joshua was, that was supposed to have been the, that was supposed to be his fight, but Miller got caught with PEDs. So mm-hmm. Ruiz Jr. Messaged her and said, I wanted this fight and I'm glad he did. So now there's no more Dante Wilder and Anthony Joshua conversation because Dante Wilder did get put on his back. Anthony Joshua did. So now I'm looking forward to um, the rematch between Dante Wilder and Tyson Fury. You know, that's going to be a good fight. I think that fight is going to be in November December before the year is out or early to, or early to uh, 2020 as well. I'm looking forward to that. But if Dante Wilder and Red Jr. fight on Sigal de Mayo next year, Oh my birthday. man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh man. Oh man. That's why we got to go ahead and get the Sobranos, man. Sobrano has, man, we got to go ahead and go ahead and do a gig, man. watch that fight, man. So to end my final thoughts, man, I'm so glad that heavyweight boxing is back on the map. I'm so glad it is because, you know, between those four fighters, um, as well. I forgot about Ortiz Jr. as well. Dante Wilder is going to fight him as well. But you got some other fighters that's coming up as well, too, also, um, that I didn't mention. The heavyweight division just, is, is back. I'm so happy, Twani. Oh, I'm so happy about the heavyweight division. It's going to be some good fights put on, and this is what it's supposed to be. So that's just my final thoughts on that. So shout out to Ruiz Jr., man, for that upset. I appreciate that because Joshua yeah. got a glass jaw.
0: Shout out for him, shout out for him. Uh, The whole uh, uh, lemon pepper wings, uh, you know, just to break that down real quick, there was a a famous actor, um, uh, Jason Weaver. Um, YouTube him, you know, uh, Google him. He, he's played in a, a lot of TV shows and movies. Uh-huh. But he was cracking jokes about uh, Ruiz and his uh, weigh-in, which is pretty funny. The, post, the picture he posted, obviously, everybody's seen it. He was in his blue jeans and a cowboy boot. He looked like he did just leave a bar from eating some uh, lemon pepper wings. So so uh, he had to eat some humble pie like me and Charlie, and had to eat some humble, yeah. pie, humble pie as well, too. And uh, let's just say Instagram let him have it, and I had to jump in and poke a little fun myself there. So that's what that was all about. So. On that note, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Again, my Twitter and Instagram handle is Brandon underscore Elite. Um, Our email for, you know, from the Guys at gmail.com. Hit us up with your questions, comments, just opinions, you know, whatever you feel necessary. Charlie, I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, hit them with your handle so we can close out here.
1: Appreciate it. Yeah, my Twitter is Charlie8606. We appreciate all the love and support from everybody, man. Yes, sir. And like all like I always say, man, at the end of our show, we're gonna keep this train going because this is what we keep love to real. do. And keep again real. and like and like Twani said, man, we ain't even got it to we ain't got it to our favorite sport yet, which is football. Mm-hmm. Oh man, with when training yeah, camp man. start, we you really should have hear some nuggets then. It ain't gonna you do be have- about the Bears. It's going to be about every team. Because, again, we're a, fan of, and we, we're a fan about every team as well. So, again, if you, got any, you know, if you got any questions for us and you want us to talk about your team in particular, we can do that as well. So, again, but we, we you know, like my, like my other host said, man, we here. Bears is here. 2022, bro. That's all I'm going to say, man. But I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going I'm to wait, though, because I'm going to drop some nuggets on that. You know, when training camp starts in a few weeks. Oh, man, I can't wait, 20 can't wait, man. Can't
0: Let's get wait, it. Man. Let's get it, man. I can't wait either. All right. So we're going to go ahead and close up the show. Make sure if y'all a new listener, y'all hit the subscribe button. Um, if you're uh, a previous listener and keep coming back, family and friends, you know, mm-hmm. just listening in general, please, you know what I'm saying, pass the word around if you enjoyed the show. We appreciate everybody listening to us, everybody who keep coming back, listening for more to see, you know, how we're improving and getting better. You know, two good friends is doing what we do. This is our outlet. This is our love and our passion for sports. So, uh-huh. y'all come back and listen to the next show. We'll be back at y'all. So, this is from the sidelines, guys. All right. From the sideline, guys, man. All right. From the sideline, guys, and we out.